the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. If you uh, would care to take us along with you wherever you go, you need not be uh, attached to a terrestrial radio to do it. Uh, you can find us on the iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com apps. All of those apps are free to download. We hope you will do so. Um, they are planning a funeral for this weekend in Plain City uh, for the little girl, the newborn uh, girl, uh, who was found in the back, deceased in the back of a uh, garbage truck uh, late last week. Uh, still no breaks in the case as to uh, who the child's mother uh, is and what the status of that mom is. Uh, there is a uh, a portion of this case that allows for the possibility that the mother may be uh, herself uh, in peril, uh, particularly given the level of uh, human trafficking that takes place in Ohio and um, certainly the fact that no one has come forward yet to say, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so and and they were pregnant and no sign of the baby now, uh, nothing like that. So there's uh, some concern, perhaps even a growing concern, uh, that the mother herself may be uh, in some degree of peril. Uh, could be a great day tomorrow in the Ohio House if they pass the SAFE Act. The SAFE Act stands for the Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act. It is a bill that was proposed and has been championed uh, by Gary Click. And to that bill has been added... Uh, House Bill 6, which is the Save Women's Sports Act. So after uh, lollygagging behind many states in our con- in our country that have uh, beat us to the punch on protecting kids from child mutilation surgeries, from cross-sex hormones, from interrupting and altering uh, their natural development through puberty, and uh, also from protecting girls' sports and protecting girls in locker rooms and private spaces, bathrooms and others, uh, from those spaces being invaded by men. Uh, These two acts are way overdue. Hopefully they will be turned into law, uh, not just because of what they do, but because, of course, uh, how crazy they will (laughs) drive the left. Uh, You may not know it. But here in Ohio, uh, it is legal, quite possible, though it hasn't happened yet, for a boy to play girls' sports in high school. The current Ohio High School Athletic Association policy uh, has allowed for 19 boys to play girls' sports, 10 of them in middle school, 9 in high school. You say, well, I haven't heard that happen. 
No, you haven't. And the only reason you haven't heard it happen is because there hasn't been a Leah Thomas-type boy to dominate girls' sports. But the longer you allow that policy to be in place, and the more boys you allow to play girls' sports, and you'll notice I'm not throwing around phony terms like gender and biological boy or biological girl, because a boy is a boy, biologically in every other way. And we have to get to the point where we ingrain the discipline in our language to not accommodate the left's untrue arguments about sex. I don't talk about gender because gender's made up. Gender or feelings. Gender was introduced as a way to undermine the reality of biological sex at birth. Okay? They may throw one out of a 10,000 number at you that, oh, this person was born with both male and female genitalia. Again, they want to make the exception the rule. The exception is not the rule. There are kids who are born with one leg. It doesn't mean that that is something that we provide as, a, as the norm. Because, of course, most people are not born with one leg. Now, the SAFE Act is part of the Parents' Bill of Rights here in the Ohio House and General Assembly that would require teachers, this is another thing that it would do besides outlawing the gender mutilation surgeries, that it would require teachers to notify parents before teaching sexuality content, and it would also require them to notify the parents about any change in a student's mental, emotional, or physical health. Only conservative teachers will do that. Liberal teachers, the kind like they have uh, at least one of them, they have many more than one, but they have a teacher at Olentangy Orange High School who has like the transgender flag all over his room and uh, comes to school in rainbow socks and a skirt because, of course, he's in his own delusional mind, not male, but female. Uh, I feel bad for some of the really quality people that I know in the Olentangy district, and there are a lot of them, because this is the reality. Any organization <clears throat> can be sh- can be shifted off of uh, reality, can be shifted really in any direction, by as little as 3% of the people who are part of that organization, and in a school that can be students, parents, teachers, administrators, as little as 3% can completely reroute the culture. Why is that? When I first heard that put to me in leadership training, I was like, that's not true. There's no way that's true. It is true. It is because most people are predisposed to want to avoid conflict at all costs. But if you get a committed 3% who are boisterous, loud, bold, firm, certain, self-assured. If you get that and they keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and they're willing to fight hard and sometimes dirty, then they can get ingrained. Crazy, radical, wacko ideas. 
And the next thing you know, you're turning around going, how did this happen? How did we let this happen? Because most people are not eager to step up and speak out. Because they're going to hurl invectives at you. They're going to label you. They're going to make your life tough. Now, I have ample evidence of that in the Olentangy district by the fact that the district recently reached a settlement with a former employee uh, whose name was Tony Evans. Tony Evans is uh, a woman who had been at Olentangy as a study hall monitor and a various other roles in the district for a quarter century. Back in the early days of COVID, uh, one of the students was interacting with Tony about COVID, and she made a very innocuous, and here's the important part, true statement about COVID. She said, can you believe that the coronavirus came from China and that China is making money from the sales of PPE to the United States? That's all she said. A student of Asian descent heard her say that, went to administrators, accused her of being racist and bigoted, and caused the district, prompted the district, to fire her. She has, uh, this has turned her life upside down. She loves kids. She's great with kids. And my guess is the fight just became so exhausting that she finally had to let it go because you're always faced with the dilemma here of, do I sink more money into attorney fees or do I just take the deal that's on the table and quit? So they reached a settlement, but there's no admission of wrongdoing on the part of the district, no monetary damages. She should have been compensated. The district got away with it. They got away with it. And sometimes, if you don't believe me that 3% of the people can shift the culture, I want you to listen to an MSNBC interview with Dr. Dimitri Daskalakis. Who is this guy? He is the White House monkeypox czar. He's on MSNBC talking about the stigma, the stigma assigned to people who get monkeypox. Now, who gets monkeypox? Most often, the people who get monkeypox are gay men who engage in unprotected and frequent sex with other men. We're up against the break, so this cut I'll play for you when we come back is as indicative of the uh, decadent demonic culture in our country as anything I could play. I heard this the first time and I was chilled by how awful and evil it is. I'll play it for you next. Uh, So I am cognizant of the fact that I may, at times, tire you with my constant uh, delving into the LGBTQ agenda, how it's infiltrated our schools, our culture, and the threat that it poses to you and your kids. But when I heard this comment yesterday uh, from Dr. Dimitri Daskalakis, 
talking about the stigma, the stigma that is attached to people who come down with monkeypox. Now, monkeypox, for a while, was considered, oh, no, another pandemic, monkeypox. And then we found out that, unlike COVID, monkeypox did not infect everyone. Monkeypox mostly, overwhelmingly mostly, affected only gay men who have rampant sex with multiple partners who are also gay or bisexual. Well, that limited the field of candidates for getting monkeypox. And the concern over monkeypox becoming widespread throughout our culture went away. But Dr. Dimitri, who is often pictured online wearing uh, bondage gear and who is unabashedly gay himself, uh, does not want you to be creeped out or uh, to recoil in revulsion at the notion that it is very common, extremely common, for gay men to have sex with multiple other gay men at nightclubs. And I'm really sorry if this is too graphic for your kids. You may want to cover their ears. But they'll go in restrooms and there will be like a hole cut in a partition in a restroom. And that will facilitate men hooking up with other men in that room. That's how immoral and awful this is. And if you get monkeypox from doing that, well, heaven forbid, don't apply a stigma to the person who might catch monkeypox from that particular setup and from that particular behavior. I always say that I've never made an HIV diagnosis in someone that hasn't somehow related to stigma. I think MPOX is the same. So really, um, uh, stigma tends to be a barrier to testing, a barrier to vaccination. And so, you know, really addressing stigma intentionally and making sure that we get the word out in a way that supports people's joy as opposed to, you know, calling them risky. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, one of the things to think about is that, you know, one person's idea of risk is another person's idea of a great festival or Friday night, for that matter. So we have to sort of embrace that with joy. Do I need to recap that for you? You don't dare stigmatize a gay man who has sex with another gay man in a bar, restroom, dance club, through a hole in a restroom partition, multiple partners in a night, because it might stigmatize them, you instead must support their joy. You must not make any kind of value judgment about their morality or their behavior. And if they get a disease from it, and it's a horrible disease to have, manifesting itself in horrible ways, uh, well, turn your revulsion the other way because this is just somebody else's idea of a great festival or a great Friday night. What other demonstration of how far we have spiraled down into the abyss of immorality could there be than a person who holds a position, a $250,000 a year position as an advisor to the White House, to the President of the United States, this Freak is on the federal payroll going on national television extolling behavior that is 
despicable, horrible for anyone's health, damaging to them physically, psychologically, emotionally, and every other way. But because his view of someone else's joy and someone else's festival is widely supported by the Biden administration, can we be too far away from a day where we have people not just appointed but elected to positions of power in our country advocating for what this woman, a representative of the Green Party in Ireland, was talking about the other day in their legislative body, where they are outlawing people doing what I spend a lot of my time doing here, which is talking about the evils of the LGBT and transgender movement. So there is incremental improvement on all of them except for Twitter. All right, this is the wrong cut. Here she is, the Ireland Green Party lady. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. Mm. You will see throughout our Constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. See, we're not taking away your freedom. Well, we are taking away your freedom. We're doing it for the common good. Because when you speak out against immorality, when you say men shouldn't be having multiple sex partners in a night, random sex partners through a hole cut in a partition in a restroom at a gay men's dance club, when you say that, you're making the people who are doing that feel uh, unsafe or insecure. And at that point, then we have to restrict your freedom because you can't dare do anything to impede their immoral behavior. So what else is okay? Bestiality okay? Is incest okay? Because, you know, I suppose if you were to condemn that, you would make the person whose behavior you are condemning feel, if not unsafe, then insecure. I mean, nobody wants to be told that what they're doing is wrong, right? Can't take a stand. All these things that are going on around the world, they're going on. I mean, Ireland's a civilized country, okay? Canada. You can't speak truth from the pulpit in Canada anymore as it concerns biblical morality. It is very common for people to get up, legislators elected to office, to get up, make points like that. Here at home, still not totally acceptable, but I fear that day is not far off. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.